Welcome to another podcast from Vine and Fig Tree. And it's a beautifully rainy day here today, nice overcast skies and colder than it should be for the first of September, but we're rejoicing in the Lord. And that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. And last week we spoke a little bit about things of Jesus being the most joyful man that ever lived. And let's take a look at what he expects of us. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I personally am very grateful that I am now living the life directed by the Lord Jesus Christ. And I can tell you that when I directed my life before I knew Jesus, it was a mess. And some of you have heard my testimony. I was ending up as a, a, a drug addict. Uh, I abused alcohol and got into immorality. And as soon as Jesus Christ came into my heart, I changed. And I now live in the flesh by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So let's look further. John 20, 19 through 21, um, this is after Jesus came back from the dead. The same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Now I want you to notice something about this scripture. The disciples were all assembling in a place for fear of the Jews. They wanted to stay out of sight because what they had seen happen to Jesus, they were afraid of happening to themselves or, or something else bad. But Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, peace be with you. And right now today, if we gather in our hearts in fear, Jesus can come in and say, peace be with you. And when he said this, he shows us his ability. He showed us his sacrifice and he causes our joy to be full. But let's look at what he said then. Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And that has some tremendous implications as to how God wants us to behave during this uh, time of growing darkness in our nation. And then in John 15, 9 through 11, he goes and explains it this way. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Oh, that is a wonderful set of circumstances to be found in, that God himself imparts his joy to us and our joy then becomes full and then there are some things about that joy we want to consider. And joy 
by the dictionary is a deep emotion that comes from an experience of great pleasure or delight. And it's especially Christian by experiencing God's pleasure in and through us. And then to go on to rejoicing, to be glad exceedingly, to express joy in something by giving word or movement to the, to the moment. And by giving word or song, because we see much rejoicing in the Psalms of King David. Then in Philippians 3, 1, it says, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. There is safety rejoicing in the Lord. Why? Because we are focusing on him and not our own understanding. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your thoughts and your steps. Hallelujah. So in Philippians 4.4, we find out that we're to rejoice always. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. We see this admonition throughout the New Testament, and it's actually in the Old Testament too, rejoicing in God. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do you want to know what the will of God is for your life? Start right here, rejoicing in everything that comes your way, praying without ceasing. And that means your focus is on praying for other people and for God's purposes as you go through each and every day. And then in everything, give thanks. Uh, now, sometimes that's not so easy to do. I had an episode early on as we moved here to Marshfield, uh, deer hunting with one of my sons on a ground blind way back at the far end of our property. And I, all of a sudden, it just came stronger and stronger that I could not find a comfortable position. And so I had to crawl a lot of the way back to our house, which was about 100 yards away. And when I got in, my wife called the clinic and said, get him right in immediately. It sounds like he has a kidney stone. And I can tell you, a kidney stone is excruciatingly painful. I was writhing on the floor in the bathroom as my wife was telling me it's time to go to the hospital. As soon as I got to the hospital, they x-rayed me and got me into the emergency room and got me started on painkillers. And within 20 minutes of getting into the clinic and hospital, I was feeling much better. And indeed, the kidney stone passed the next day. Now, I didn't spend a lot of time rejoicing with all that pain. But a few years later, as God had enforced on me and, and uh, emphasized rather on me that I was to rejoice always, pray without ceasing and give thanks and everything, I had the same experience. This time I was at work and I went into my boss's office and said, I think you're gonna have to take me to the hospital because I was vomiting violently and there was nothing to come up and the pain was back there where that kidney stone had been. So I got up to the urgent care and uh, my boss called my wife and she was on her way. And as I lay there on the uh, examining table, 
this prayer, um, this business of praying without ceasing and rejoicing always and giving thanks in all circumstances came to my mind. And I began to do that. And it was longer and longer that nobody came in to see me. And the nurse popped in after 20, 30 minutes and said, oh, we're really busy. We'll be in in a little bit. Well, about that time, I lifted my hands and gave thanks to God. And as soon as I did, the kidney stone passed. And I was able to get up and go home without even having to see the doctor. I wouldn't say that that's a universal experience for my life, but that was probably the, I guess, the, the experience that has set the tone for all of the things that I have suffered physically from then until now. And then in Psalm we see from the Old Testament, Psalm 5, 11 through 12, let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. We know that we are in that place in the Lord as we keep his commandments and walk joyfully with him. And then in Psalm 9, it says, I will be glad and rejoice in you. I will sing praise to your name, O Most High. And then in Psalm 13, 5 through 6, But I have trusted in your mercy. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. So are you allowing the creator who lives in you to be creative? Do you know how to sing and rejoice in song to the Lord? It's a, it's a wonderful time to be able to, uh, in the midst of difficult times or even despair, to let God arise and let his enemies be scattered as you do the word and you become those who rejoice always, pray constantly, and give thanks in all circumstances. And again, in Psalm 21, one through six, to the chief musician, a Psalm of David, the king shall have joy in your strength, O Lord, and in your salvation, how greatly shall he rejoice. Our primary rejoicing is in God because of his salvation and the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross. And then in Psalm 63, three, because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise you. Thus I will bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches because you have been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of your wings, I will rejoice. Now, brothers and sisters, this is where we belong right now in the midst of the confusion and the mistrust and the conspiracy theories and all of the anarchists. We are in the shadow of his wings if we will stay there. So let's not be like the wayward chick that tries to get away and go exploring. Let's stay under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty. And then let's remember what we're to be rejoicing in. Let's look at what happened when Jesus sent the 70 out. 
Then the 70 returned with joy, Luke 10, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You are saved. That's what we're to rejoice in. Hallelujah. And to temper that with reason, we have to hear from Romans 12. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Um, there are times when rejoicing is not called for, but the overarching principle is to be rejoicing in the salvation of our souls. So in the end of all things, in Revelation 19:7, it says, let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb has come and the wife has made herself ready. And do you think that God wants a sourpuss bride or a bride that's full of joy and delight in him? Well, I know which way I want to go and I can only get there by the power of the Holy Spirit reminding me of God's word and that God expects me to be a doer of his word. Until next week, brothers, have a joyful life, have joyful responses to everything that goes on and in everything give thanks through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.